From the world of AV programming and control with James King, I'm Steve Greenblatt, and this is Ask the Programmer. Hey, James, how are you today? I'm doing well. And yourself, Steve? I'm doing well. Um, we're we're in, amidst, in the midst of a, a little mini-series that we're trying to showcase the value of trade shows, specifically Infocom. This is coming out um, a few weeks before Infocom 2023. So James and I wanted to really elaborate a little bit on the value of Infocom and specifically to programmers. So we invited a uh, past guest of ours, Mike Krejci from CTI. Welcome back, Mike. Hey, Steve. Hey, James. Uh, thanks for having me. Thanks for being here. So so uh, if you haven't um, gotten the background on Mike, he was one of our early guests. He was on, on episodes 35 and 36, so you can check those out. And we talked a little bit about um, his background, um, him running a programming team at CTI and how they juggle different platforms and keep up with uh, different languages that they master. So um, I guess talking about um, that, um, Mike, for you, um, Infocom, you and I met there a few years ago, and I know you've been to to a few. And, and not only do you... Um, the CTI have a booth, but also you go there kind of with an agenda with things that you and your team need to learn. So I guess from your standpoint um, and in your role, um, what, what, is, what does a show like Infocom represent to you? So for CTI, we take a, a whole large amount of people, you know, we're a large integrator with, you know, 600 employees. So the large contingency we take is multifaceted. There's engineering, there's executives, there's sales, there's marketing, um, there's some programming. So each one of us gets a little bit different out of it. Um, part of it is seeing our partners and the networking aspect of meeting with our partners, meeting with the not just the people who are selling us the product, but not just their sales engineers, but actually the engineers of those products. And um, getting that one-on-one face-to-face -on -one -face communication with people that typically aren't out in the field out reaching us the the integrators but the ones who are kept you know you know in some lab somewhere and actually getting to one-on-one uh, -on -one conversation with them um, so for me I get the most out of the networking part um, I'm not necessarily there to CRN clients. Some of them are there and I do make conversation, you know, make conversation with them uh, when needed, but mine is just networking with the manufacturers, also with other programmers. Uh, there's only so many uh, people who run large teams of AV programmers, uh, me and you being two of them, Steve. Uh, and, but uh, there's only, there's only so many of us in the world and, uh, our schedules don't always don't align that uh, we're in the same room very often. So it's good to be able to um, uh, socialize, whether that's over tacos, coffee, dinner, drinks, walking from one place to another. But uh, just having some of those conversations is really where I find the value there. I couldn't agree anymore. I, I feel like a lot of times when people ask me about looking at the products, I take them in, but it's the conversations that I truly value. And, and many of those, even we talk about being virtual, I think that we're, we're all spending the year apart and this is our one opportunity for everybody to kind of mix it up and be together. And 
and uh, get to know each other on different levels, but also have those side conversations. Uh, James, I know networks and networking is a big part of your strategy and something that that you you know highly believe in. What 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 are some some um, of your thoughts about how to go about that? Like what what um, what 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 are we, you know, we talked a little bit about, you know, not being with the same people all the time, but um, a- anything that you've learned in your experience that, that's helped you be better at it? Um, I'm still learning every day uh, with the networking because, you know, most of us are AV folks, including us programmers, are very um, shuttered and kind of antisocial, not too to a point there. But um, so getting out there, getting out of your comfort zone is a new skill for all of us to learn. And so it, it is definitely hard. So you have to be purposely doing it. You have to be mindful of saying, I'm going to step out of my comfort zone and I'm going to go, you know, talk to X, Y, and Z, uh, be a manufacturer or being a um podcast host or being a um ceo or you know you name it whoever um however you want to do it you got to break out of your shell break out and talk with people because my experience is everyone is willing to talk everyone loves sharing love communication love making those connections um so the one thing i was actually wanted to ask uh mike here is you talk about other programmers that, you, you know, this is a space you can get in with other programmers. So have you come across a lot of programmers at Infocom? And he so like kind of how, like, are they a company? Are they manufacturers? Are they end users? What kind of roles? Um, all of the above, right? I, you know, I've met with Steve and his team there. Um, you know, I, I like to look I like to stare at everyone's name tag when I'm going, going around and, you know, I look and see, okay, their, their title says programmer. Hey, where are you at? What do you do? What language, you you know, what manufacturers do you work with? Um, And so that's kind of an easy way to start a conversation with somebody is just seeing their name tag and going, Oh, they're, they're at this company. Oh, they're from, they're from St. Louis. I'm from St. Louis. It's an easy way to strike up that conversation with immediately finding something in common with them or something interesting about them without having to do any hard work, right? I immediately know, oh, that's what they do. Oh, that's who they work for. Oh, that's where they are, where they're from. Uh, and that's the easiest step to do. That's uh, that's good. And then looking at the name tag is definitely a uh, good little trick there. Because then, like you said, you can find that common thread to start up a conversation. I think that's a lot of times why we, we also want to be easily identifiable. You know, I, I, I recommend to people, you know, where, where make sure that people can see your name or, or your company or, or, you know, be, be able to be found if somebody doesn't know what you look like. So whether it's to, you know, be, being a, putting yourself out on social media so your face is there and they know what you look like to go find you or whether it's to make sure that you're always wearing a logo or you're or you're at events and you ask somebody to introduce you to other people um you know i th- i think that that helps a lot um you know, 
one of the things that I like to do is, is almost have like a mental list of these are the people that I hope to see over the show and try to figure out, you know, what, where are those opportunities to see them? Um, Mike, what are, what are some of the things you're looking forward to this, this year in particular? Um, I'm not overly sure yet. I haven't started my Infocom plan yet. Um, I always look forward to the 10 by 10s. And I, was, and I was talking to somebody about that today is a Friday morning. My, I, I walk the 10 by 10s. I split off from the rest of my company and I just go and I go on the back aisles and I go find the interesting products that uh, they're not the ones right at the door. They're not the ones that have, you know, the truss and the lights and by the manufacturers, we all know these are the ones that are the, you know, either it's their first Infocom there or they're a lesser known product. And I find some, usually some pretty cool um, solutions in there that might be coming to take about in the next couple of years, you know, um, STEM before they were bought by sure, uh, that was the first time I saw them at Infocom was their first time showing. And uh, that's just one that sticks in my head of going, oh, that's going to be a cool product. And it, it turns out it is, and, and it was, right? Um, so that's really what I look for is is those hidden gems in the, on the floor. I, I've heard that before. And I, I, I think, and I also agree that Friday is a good day to do stuff like that because it's quieter, the crowd thins out, and people are happy that you come by their booth. So, so you, you can have more quality conversations. They're, they're willing to take the time with you, and you also have a less distraction and interruption. Um, James, any, anything uh, on, on your side that uh, in terms of a, uh, um, a, a tip like that or, or, or you know, something that, that you're looking, looking forward to? Uh, as always, I'm looking forward to whatever could um, advance the education to, for the students I have. So either that being hardware, software, programming, whatever. So having those conversations with manufacturers, finding those gems, as Mike was talking on those outskirts, because you never know what kind of product out there you can look at and be like, hey, that might be actually benefit something we're doing. I, I mean, I go back to last Infocom. I, I've heard a lot about the whole e-glass and all that stuff. And I'm like, that's junk. And I walked in the Infocom right there, center of the floor was e-glass. And I'm like, it's a joke. And I walked away. And, but I kept walking the floor, you know, it's in the center. So, you know, I'm going back and forth. Every time I pass it, I'm like, hey, that's that seems interesting. I got a little more intriguing, a little more intrigued, a little more intrigued into it. So I finally got a demo of it and got into it. And it was like, all right, this could be beneficial. Now, granted, where I was at the time it does not work for education, but other schools have used it. And I see it and I see the benefit of it. So that's another thing is. Go in with an open mind. Don't go in like I did saying, oh, you know, this, I don't need that product because you never know how you might be able to adapt it to fit your needs. So um, 
like going back to the the idea of pro getting more programmers there um the, i guess from uh the perspective of being um a manager and being uh also uh, in a programmer role um mike what what would be how, how, how do you go about determining who goes and and what is and and, and do you think that that it is something that more programmers need to be um, either uh, given the opportunity or or putting in requests to be going to a show like this. I guess that 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 a lot of times tends to be that limiting factor is how do they get approved to go? Um, I think it all comes down to the initiative of the programmer. If they show they are interested in learning and going above and beyond all year round, right? Infocom is, uh, you know, the show floor is open three days out of the, you know, 250, you know, 250 work days a year. It's three days of the week of the year that uh, the Infocom floor is open. But if the other 247, you're not, you know, caring about learning, then why on those three days should we send you, should we send you to an event like that that does cost that? Um, and the people that do have that initiative and, and they're constantly doing, doing training when it's easy, it's right in front of them, you know, th then it's sometime, something we can easily look at. But if you're not making the effort when you're sitting at home on the couch and taking that training course or, you duck out early instead of doing a training course, then you you don't have that much desire to go to a training course, you know, just because it's in Orlando in June. And, uh, you know, that's a little, you know, dark-sided to me, but uh, it's a, it's a two-way street for that. Um, do I think everyone on my team, everyone on our team needs to go? No, I don't think so. It's, uh, are there some people that can get value out of it? Absolutely, though. So training is actually a good topic because to me, I think that there's um, there's a balance between how much do you go there for the class sessions, let's say, and, and I'm an advocate of them because I'm involved with them, but but how much do you how much does that take away from the experience too of not being out walking the floor and and giving getting that opportunity to, to make the connections in the networking. Um, what, what, what's your take on that? Um, as someone who's only taken two courses at Infocom and both of them were taught by people in this, uh, this podcast right here. Um, Keep uh, up the good work. <laughs> I, I, I think that it's, I think it's a blend. There's some very good courses out there. I think some people in just from overhearing of what I, of other people's conversations there, they were signed up for courses from, you know, the first thing in the morning till the evening and were in courses all day long. Well, if you're going to take these courses, you know, eight hours a day, then why did you come to a trade show to do it? Mm -hmm when most of those are available outside of the trade show, you know, some of them are only there, there's good content, but it should be part of the experiences, the training, you know, if you want that, if you want to go for it, it should be a, a fraction, but not the whole thing. Um, 
because the show floor and uh, it is really why we're there. What, what's your take, James? Um, actually, uh, on both of those in terms of you, you, uh, having people on your team, whether it's this year or in the future, attend and, and like, where, what's that, that mix of um, classes versus being uh, just ha- having time to, to take in the whole show? So first off, I'm going to say, I don't think you could ever have enough time at InfoCon. Uh, there is so much going for four day guy. <laughs> I don't even know if you could do it in four days. There is so much going on um, and even more coming up all the time with InfoCom. So who making enough time is it's hard. Now, I I tend to like more classes than the show for uh, because I'm a type of person. I like the education classes. I, I like attending them. I like learning and as i always say always be learning you can also be learning on the show floor so don't discredit that um but me what i my experience really had been on the show floor was a lot very salesy uh the where i got more benefit from on the show floor were the smaller boobs who the gear was not let's say mount it but you can actually pick up look around play with it a little bit and actually have those technical questions with uh people and not have those oh this is how much is it going to cost you know let's get something going like i don't like being sold to that's my biggest thing is i i will i want to find a solution i want a partner who will help me find a solution being their product not being their product so that's a little my take with some of the boobs um I think this year is going to be a big mixture because now that I'm in my new role, I'm having a lot of meetings with manufacturers. Plus I'm taking education classes. Plus Hepma's doing big there. Plus I'm also giving a session. So I'm going to be all over the place. I have no clue how I'm going to do it, but I'll figure it out. Well, I guess that kind of takes me to one of the last questions. And um, Mike, I wanted to get some tips or recommendations that you, that you uh, would say to somebody who's either a first timer or still getting their feet wet with the show and, and learning how, how to get the most out of it. What would you tell them? Uh, the first thing is you're going to see a lot of stuff. Um, I take pictures of everything. So if I see a cool product or, or, or something that interests me, I take a picture of it because then I, I go back afterwards and I go look at the pictures and go, Oh yeah, I forgot. I saw that on Tuesday or Wednesday by the next week. I've already seen a thousand of, you know, a thousand other things. So taking that picture um, as a refresher is really helpful. Um, The other thing is it's a marathon, not a sprint. Uh, You know, you are there for, you know, it's going to be fun. There's going to, there's going to be parties and whatnot. Uh, you're still there for working so uh you know don't be stupid um but you know have fun make connections um you know there's a lot of you know a lot of people you've uh you've seen their name you've seen them on a discord or a or a slack channel or on facebook or twitter or something and you'll see them in person go up and talk to them uh you know the people who've seen james and steve here uh hundred and something episodes and you know if you run into james or steve on the floor you know go up and say hi say hey listen to the podcast 
you know, and they'll go, hey, do you know this guy? This, hey, do you know this, this person? And you'll make those connections and uh, you'll start to, you know, increase your circle, which is really cool. Right. Uh, very well said. Yeah, very well said. And I'll admit the last two Infocoms I've been to, I've had people come up to me who say, hey, I'm a fan of As Per, Mike being one with the one down in Florida two years ago. And then uh, uh, Rich from Biamp last year at uh, Infocom. So definitely be there. But without going too much on a side tangent, I, I think Mike said something great there is don't be stupid. That is there's a lot that goes on in Infocom. Everyone's tired. Everyone goes out late, party, drink, whatever. Just don't be stupid. Um, treat people with respect. Don't do anything that you're going to regret. If you know you're somebody who, when you get a couple drinks in you, you're, you're not someone who should be out around certain people, make sure you don't be stupid. Very well said, and that's probably a good way for us to to wrap this up. I, uh, I you know, I j just tagging on to to what was said before is you know if you are new and you you are either maybe um, kind of flying solo or you don't have don't, don't really have good footing or know what your plan is, re reach out to any of us. Reach out to somebody else that you know that's going to be there or just let people know that you're going to be there. It's very easy to make connections and, and find a buddy and um, ju just get uh, a few things on your plan where you know you're going to run into the people that, that are familiar to you, as, as Mike said. And, and really, I highly recommend um, just, just go up and don't be shy. Say hi to somebody because you know what? They appreciate it just as much. And, um, and everybody here, I think, is, is really nice to each other. So that's uh, what, what makes this industry great. Mike, how can people get in touch with you along those lines, uh, get to uh, meet up with you in person and uh, learn uh, more about your tips and tricks? Absolutely. Uh, so uh, CTI will have a booth at Infocom. Uh, we are near the front door uh, of the convention center. So stop by and see our booth, uh, scan your badge. Uh, we'll be hosting some events uh, along with um, AV Nation throughout the week. Uh, so check those out as well. You can see those on the AV Nation website. Um, for, go to cti.com for CTI stuff. Uh, for me, you can find me on all the socials at the Mike Krejci. Um, come If you see me in person, come say hi. Absolutely. And be sure to check out the AV Nation tweet up. That's uh on Wednesday, I think four to six. I don't have a specific location, but I'm sure you could find out at avnation.tv. That's a, a can't miss event at Infocom and a great way to run into all of us. Um, James, how can people get in touch with you, um, connect with you at Infocom, and also keep up with what you're doing? So, really, you can follow me on Twitter, av underscore James King, anything with HEPMA. If you're at Infocom, one, Look for the guy with no hair and a long beard. Uh, I'm known as the guy with the beard. Um, so, but I will be probably spending a lot of my time at Hatma's booth, uh, which is 4489. Uh, we will have a 20 by 20 booth and you will know where we are and come by, swing by and see the Hatma approved classroom because it's going to be uh, a lot of great products being shown off there. 
Very cool. Um, for me, you can reach me at Steve Greenblatt. Uh, I'm also doing a session on Tuesday uh, about understanding personality types. That's uh, Tuesday from four to six uh, on Infocom, which is the 13th. And um, check that out as well. I'm um, uh, co-presenting with Brittany DeCessory from my team, and uh, we, we're excited to share that session. That's uh, really useful uh, for any part of life, learning how to work with other people. So who, who can not value that? And it's an interactive session. Um, otherwise, you can find my company, Control Concepts, at controlconcepts.net. And uh, most uh, importantly, please uh, uh, rate or review, share this episode with others. Um, also pass this along to anybody else who you know who's a first timer or wants to learn more about going to Infocom and how to get uh, maybe involved in Infocom in the future. Uh, please pass it along and uh, let us know that you're out there. We're also looking to bring more voices on the show. So uh, reach out to us about that as well. You can watch us on YouTube as well as listen on Google and Apple Podcasts. And um, we appreciate you uh, supporting. So thank you. And this has been Ask the Programmer. <laughs>